back. Episode number three of the Spread Option Podcast brought to you by the Let Me Be Frank Umbrella Podcast Network. Brian and Nick here with you. And it was a pretty good week one, I would say, all in all for both of us here. Yeah, um, we sh- we're definitely going to recap uh, our results from this past weekend, but I think we definitely ended up ahead. There was a few tough ones, um, mm-hmm. you know, that didn't go our way. Uh, my my personal my personal weekend ended on a bit of a sour note. Uh, had a teaser of LSU plus ten with uh, Florida State minus a half. Um, I it said when Brian and I were discussing that game to. Uh, you know, I said Virginia Tech plus seven and a half was my pick. And instead of giving them more of a cushion, I decided to roll with the uh, fighting taggarts of Florida State, and I got absolutely bent. So my LSU teaser got absolutely ruined because of that. So, uh, yeah, that and USC barely didn't cover, but uh, had a lot of hits, and I know you did too. Yeah, it was a nice, nice little weekend. I was on the right side of all four of the ranked matchups. LSU, Virginia Tech making me look like a genius. 15 and 6 overall through the weekend for me. Um, my card, I believe, going into the weekend was around 15 and added five or six more bets. <laughs> Some of them won, not many of them. I, I know I got on Wisconsin, Western Kentucky's over live, which was 40. And the game ended 34 to 3 because oh. Western Kentucky did a double reverse pass inside the 10-yard line and turned it over. But, yeah, you live and you learn. Um, we're, we're back for more. The other big loss I had, I'm, gonna, I, I'm very honest about my losses. We talked about this before. I'm just going to keep yep. it going. Florida Atlantic, double unit play, plus 21. Yep. Not even close. And Not how, even close. And one of our original episodes, I had talked about how Kyler Murray could be a Heisman candidate, and how, he didn't look too bad. He looks real good. He looks real good, but so did my guy Will Greer too, against yes. Tennessee. Big win. Um, from just to recap my win. So yes, it, it wouldn't be a gambling podcast or an honest one if we just said we won everything because we lay our picks mm-hmm. out there. We we you know we follow through with them. Uh, so yes, you know USC was minus twenty six. They won by twenty two, but that's you know in the gambling world that's not a win. Um, Correct. And, and uh, yeah, Florida State wasn't uh, you know what I thought it was going to be in that uh, teaser, but uh, I bet on Central Florida to score a touchdown on their first score of the game at minus 130. That hit. I took their their uh, spread. I think it was 24 and a half. I, live, I doubled down on Auburn. I live bet them when they were losing at plus 120. I had them live Great minus play. one. Had them live minus one and a half. Had them minus two and a half live. I had them minus two and a half or minus three before the game. Auburn cleaned yep. up. I said that Louisville last week, I was for sure that Saban was going to try to embarrass Bobby Petrino's offense. So I took Louisville under 19 points, and it ended up 51 to 14. So that was a hit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my lock of the week was a hit, which was probably the biggest joke of a line all week, which was the Wyoming-Washington State's uh, over-under, which was, I believe, 44 when I bet it. And I believe yeah. Washington State eclipsed it by themselves. Um, it was quite a joke. Um, and if they didn't, they were very close. Like it was, it was a laughable line to the point where you and I texted each other like halfway through the second quarter, and there were forty points on the board already. Yeah, yeah, it was my lock of the week. I couldn't believe it because Wyoming's offense looked pretty good week one. I mean, albeit against a really, really shitty New Mexico State team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, I mean, they look good, and you know Mike Leach is going to pull out all the stops like he always does. And if you guys didn't see it at home, they ran a fucking ridiculous formation. Holy yeah, they, shit. <laughs> that was absurd. Like the the swinging gate, essentially, but with a center that wasn't a center that flipped the ball like 15 yards back to the numbers near the sideline. It was such a weird play. Like a one-handed snap, and then they were both runs. Yeah. yeah. And just, yeah, it was very, uh, very confusing. Um, and it, it was weird because I think they ran like two plays, got like six or seven yards. It wasn't very effective, but it was kind of a funny Twitter video, I guess. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, those were the hits. So, uh, we're moving into week two. Um, so we've had, we've been through week zero. We slept on Hawaii. Yeah. I overrated Florida State. Your, uh, ACC, uh, you know, sleeper Virginia Tech pick is not looking too bad right now after uh, kind of a dominating uh, road win. And, Plus 750 uh, to win that division looks real good right now. Oh, yeah, that's a nice pick. Um, so, yeah, so we've got a new slate of games. And uh, luckily, I don't know if either of us bet on the Texas-Maryland game, but that would have been awful. I did. That was like um, – I was looking back at my card on my notes – that in Florida Atlantic are the two losses that I had written down. I had Notre Dame with the pick'em. I had the under forty-seven LSU, Virginia Tech, UCF, Stanford, yeah. Colorado, which was also a joke of a line. Colorado, yeah, I think I took Stanford and points. Notre Dame too. I took Stanford and Notre Dame. So I mean, I yeah, I had a great weekend. Um, and then I know. had the Hawaii Navy over, which was obliterated. <laughs> yeah, was it again? We're riding eight fifty nine forty one, and the line was sixty two. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! That's yeah, yeah. Navy overs might be a thing again. That they never went oh, away. They they never left. That's that's the big thing. Thoughts, um, thoughts and prayers to anybody who slept on Appalachian State. Yeah, that that was another tough one. I'm sure a lot of people out there. Utah State. If anyone was. Heavy on the Spartans. That you know, those were some games that were way too close. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten, for whatever reason, it is they they sleep early in the year, except for Ohio State, who dropped seventy seven. Oh, oh my God, they covered minus forty. Yeah, they hit seventy seven points. It's outrageous. Yeah. We'll go to the week two games. There are only two matchups between ranked teams. Georgia heads to South Carolina, and USC heads to Stanford. Let's start in the SEC. Georgia taking on the Gamecocks. Gamecocks enter the rankings this week at 24. Not, they weren't very impressive. They won against a far inferior opponent, much like Georgia did. Not too much to see among the two teams. Uh, any, any way you're going in this one? I got to go with Georgia here. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a big difference at the quarterback position with Fromm and uh, I'm a big believer in that UGA defense. Um, so, yeah, South Carolina, I mean, there wasn't much there. I think it opened at nine. It's already moved into the double digits. It's hanging around 10 or 11, depending on – 10 and on a half the- right now. So there you go. Um, yeah, I'm still taking Georgia. I think Georgia wins this game by two scores, um, no doubt. Um, I, I just, I really like them and I, uh, you know, I like their quarterback and I think the defense is great and they're always going to have a strong ground game and, um, South Carolina, they, they just don't excite me. You know, I, I just, 
I know Georgia has the capabilities to put up, you know, big time offensive production and play great defense. And, you know, I just think with a Will Muschamp team, you, they just don't want to get involved in a, in a shootout. Like it's just not going to go well for them. And I think Georgia is obviously more than capable of putting up some big points. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Georgia. I'll say something around the something along the lines of 35 to 17, something like that. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that Georgia is going to win. I think Debo Samuel on South Carolina is one of the most explosive players in the SEC. That being said, South Carolina gave 15 points last week to Coastal Carolina. Not a lot, but it's still enough to get me it's to wonder if they can. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's to the point where I'm curious what a Georgia offense can do against this team. Because of that, I'm, I'm waiting on this one. I want to see where the line moves. If it gets above 11, I'm going to take South Carolina. Anything well, under 11, I'm all over Georgia. I think the move here, from a because we can talk about some of our other picks, this has Georgia in a teaser written all over it. Just it, It's yeah. kind of an iffy line, but if you get in one of these three, four-team teaser-type deals, um, you know, if you can get Georgia down to minus three, minus four, just it's going to happen, so – Absolutely. And it's, it's again, it's one of those things where they've got just the weird, odd-numbered lines that'll, that'll mess you up. The other ranked matchup, Stanford and USC, like I mentioned before, the Cardinal hosting after a somewhat decent win last week. They Who was the receiver? That guy had a hell of a J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Three touchdowns. He looked great. Yes, Bryce Love, the best player in college football, was completely bottled up. And San Diego State looked good to open the game and never really did anything after that. KJ yeah. Costello, quarterback for Stanford, was inconsistent. But when he was on, he looked really good. He missed a lot of open receivers. But other than that, it was it was a decent game for him. I'm not overly impressed with Stanford, but I wasn't also overly impressed with USC, nope. who beat UNLV, like we mentioned before. JT Daniels looks to be pretty good, but that run defense for USC got absolutely trashed. 300-plus yards on the ground for the Rebels. Yeah. Um, USC was one of the teams I said was going to have a huge week. You know, probably blow them out. Um, and, I mean, yeah, winning by 22 points against anybody isn't anything to scoff at. But, uh, you know, UNLV is just really not a very good program right now. They've gone through a lot of turmoil, um, including their in- – I bring up literally it's impossible to bring up UNLV without the fact they lost to Howard last year. I mean, it, that goes yeah. without saying, um, but uh, man, this one's tough because I think I'm going to take USC plus six. Um, I might, I'm very tempted by their money line too. I just, I just don't see Stanford. I mean, they looked pretty good on offense, but um, I think USC can hang right there with them and put up some points. I think USC at plus 190 and plus six is a pretty solid bet and another game where I would tease USC into the double digits, and I think you'd be um, pretty okay. I mean, Stanford being at home is huge there. Um, you know, Arcea Whiteside and Love and is a damn good uh, is a damn good number one receiver, number one running back tandem. Um, but, yeah, I, I really trust – 
I trust USC this week. Let's see if I regret it. But the plus 190 is tempting. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to take it. I'm already thinking about USC getting them up to plus 13 and then having Georgia um, come in at like minus four. And that's going to kind of, you know, get my teaser going. I like that play. I'm taking Stanford, though, minus six. When you look at everything, break it all down. Costello will be decent. JT Daniels will be the better of the two quarterbacks. He doesn't really have a playmaking receiver, though, like Costello does in our Siegel-Whiteside. But the game changer is the running game. And if USC's defense is even half as bad as they were last week, Bryce Love is going to have 200-plus yards. That's what makes the difference for me. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'd also lean towards the under. But the only thing I'm going to take in this one for now for now, uh, things change come Friday and Saturday, uh, is Stanford minus six. I think I think this is a good one. I do like your teaser call, though. I don't think it's going to be a two-score game. I think it's going to be single-digit win for the Cardinal, hopefully above six, obviously, yeah. but it's it's going to be close. It's going to be a fun one to watch, and I, I think that teaser is a, is a smart play. It's so lazy for us to go, well, you know, these are two ranked teams going against each other, like you know, these are going to be close games. But honestly, these spreads, I think, are kind of right on. Um, I honestly think these are very good spreads. There's some spreads where in over-unders where, you know, you just kind of have that gut feeling instantly and you go, yeah, this is a joke. Like that Washington State-Wyoming thing was a joke. And, yep. you know, the fact that they thought Louisville could approach double digits against Alabama was a joke. And there's some things you just know and or you'd like to think you know. Um, these are too hard to call, and I think – um, it, you know, we, I think George is going to win. And I, I mean, I, it's very fair to say Stanford, I would say Stanford between these two teams looked better last week. I mean, I think Stanford yeah. had a more of a convincing win. And I'd say if, you know, I know it's, it's every, you know, it's any given Saturday kind of thing, but I mean, and it doesn't really matter cause it's, it's irrelevant. But if you had San Diego state match up with, um, with UNLV, I think San Diego state, and they actually might this year because of being in the same conference. But, um, yeah, I think later on down the road, I think San Diego State would win that game by quite a few points. So um, I think Stanford looked better against a more quality opponent. But um, something about USC and that getting up in the double digits leads me to believe they could, you know, take care of their leg of a teaser. So that's my play. Yeah. I don't I like think I'm that. gonna bet. I don't think I'm gonna bet. The only thing I bet on this game is the money line. I think that I think that USC plus one ninety has some serious upside um, okay. I, in a low scoring close game, which I agree it also will be. But uh, that's my pick. Yeah, I, I I like that. We I mean those are the only two ranked games of the week, so we can run through our cards here real quick. Uh, obviously, last week went really well for me. I'm feeling good, so it can only mean that it's going to be a bad week. So if you want, I'm giving you the absolute right to fade me it's it's a perfectly logical play after uh, coming off a hot week but i'm going to list a few nick you can list a couple and then we'll just run through till we're out all right okay let's just crank them out yeah and then uh, if we want to feed off each other's picks then you know feel yeah. free to submit on mine and vice versa hopefully so absolutely so the aforementioned unlv running rebels i'm going to take them minus 24 against utep the UTEP Mighty Miners lost last week by 20 at home to FCS Northern Arizona. 
UNLV ran, just ran for over 300 yards against USC. I don't see any way that UNLV does not cover this game and win by at least four touchdowns. I did not know that about UTEP. Yeah, they're bad. That's, they're bad. That's, that's pretty, uh, pretty embarrassing, I got to say. Uh, wow. The, the next one I'm going to run over to DeKalb, Illinois, for Utah, Northern Illinois. Ooh. Going with the under 47. Northern took on Iowa last week in Iowa, scored three points, blocked a punt on the first possession, had the ball inside of the 20 and did not score. Yep, Looks completely was, inept on offense I was throughout the rest that of that game. game. They were terrible. Yep. I think I gave – I never bet it, but I think I gave an Iowa pick last week and said that, they're, you know, they would cover minus 10 against uh, Northern Illinois. You did. You gave a lean. And the spread's 10 again. They're in another – they're another – they're 10-point underdogs again, the Huskies are. So, uh, yeah, they looked really bad. Utah at home. Uh, they beat Weber State, but it wasn't the greatest win. I think they scored like 40 points, and Northern Illinois has got a better defense than Weber State. They've got, again, I mentioned him last week, but Sutton Smith's one of the best defensive pass rushers in college football. I love this under, I think. Northern has played, I believe, seven Power 5 schools in the last five or six years, and they average about 12 points a game in those games. Except the Nebraska game when they won. Correct. Correct. They lost to Boston College at home last year. I know they played. Nine. I was there. Yeah, I think they scored seventeen points in that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Keep going. You can just run through. Uh, another one I like is Arkansas minus fourteen against Colorado State. The Rams defense stinks. They cannot stop anyone. They just got torched by Hawaii and Colorado in back-to-back weeks. Nothing seems to be working for them. The offense is okay, but. An SEC team going to Colorado State, that's going to be a bloodbath. Give me Arkansas minus 14. I agree with that pick wholeheartedly, and for all the reasons you said, uh, I'm, there's no reason to waste any more time on that one. Yeah, Colorado State got fucking ran over by Colorado. I mean, Colorado was yeah. scoring at will. That game was ridiculous. And then Hawaii obviously put up 40-plus on them. So, uh, wagon, yeah, no reason. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii is a wagon. No, you know. I'm sorry, uh, Rainbow Rainbow Warrior Nation, for the things I said during week zero. Um, so am I. You, have, <laughs> you live and you learn. Oh. All right. Anything else you got? I've got a bunch more. This one I know will transition to you perfectly. Wyoming, Missouri. I know you like this over. I'm also in on the over. I got it at 52 earlier today. Yeah. Wish I would have hammered it harder, but I love that line. It's now moved to 56 and a half. I still like it. Yeah, and I like it too. Um, Drew Locke is a machine. Mizzou is a point-scoring machine. They also play no defense. Um, No matter who you are, you can score points on Mizzou, but no matter who you are, Mizzou can score points on you. I know that might have just put everyone's brains in a pretzel, but just trust me. (laughs) Missouri gives up a lot of points, and they score a shit ton of points, and Wyoming's um, offense has looked pretty good the first couple weeks. Um, I mean, obviously they lost last week to Washington State um, and Mike Leach, but, uh, you know, Missouri's got a very comparable offense, if not even better than Washington State's, and uh, quite frankly. So uh, certainly better at the quarterback position, and uh, they pump out. Drew Locke is very good. That's all it comes down to. He's a legit NFL prospect. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Missouri has the serious potential to put up 
35, 40 points themselves, which all you need yeah. out of Wyoming is a, you know, a few scores. So, uh, yeah, I really like that over. I think that's my lock of the week. I would all be right. more in on it if it was 52, like you got it at, but, uh, I'm a big fan of that. Um, one line that I actually really, really like is I like Clemson a lot this week. I like them a lot. I, Heading to Ryan or Kyle Field, whatever it's called, in uh, Texas A&M, I'm all over the place. It's Kyle Field. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I just think, um, you know, hard to really gauge Clemson. Because, I mean, obviously great on paper, and they won convincingly as they should, but they haven't played a quality opponent yet. I just think with Texas A&M, Jimbo's there. It's just a little too soon for them to be – it's just a little too soon, and Clemson's a wagon. Like Minus 12, another game I'm teasing. I'm getting Clemson down to minus three, minus four. Um, Just – I think they cover anyway, Uh, but I really, really like Clemson. I just think it's too soon. The same logic – for the reason that I bet on Florida State is why I'm now going to bet against Jimbo Fisher. Hey, you live. This is called uh, reading and reacting. This is what good defenses do all the time. They read the play, they react to it. I made some adjustments so, at halftime. All right. So exactly, exactly. I'm I'm with you. I like Clemson a lot. I think they'll win that game. I think they'll cover the spread as well. I thought Kelly Bryant looked really good last week. Trevor Lawrence. We obviously know he's ultra talented. But with a guy like that breathing down your neck, Kelly Bryant really performed pretty well. Showed off some flashes of ability that we didn't really see him have consistently last year, including the deep and intermediate routes. So that's good to see. And, I mean, if you're Dabo, you got to be so excited about that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, Another game that's really interesting is Penn State at Pitt. A little... A little bit of an interstate rivalry there. Yeah. Um, it's right now Pittsburgh is plus nine at home at Heinz Field. Um, any thoughts there? I know you're a big McSorley guy, big Penn State guy. Obviously a hell of a scare at home going to overtime mm-hmm. um, against Appalachian State. And Narduzzi is you know a defensive-minded coach. So uh, I don't think Penn State's offense was the problem. You put up 45 points uh, you usually are going to go home feeling pretty good about yourself and your team, but uh, don't know if you have any. I, I would lean Penn State there, but, I mean, we've seen the Pittsburgh defense under Narduzzi step up before, um, most notably uh, when they played Miami um, last year. But, uh, you know, that same Miami team looked absolutely horrible um, against LSU. But at any rate, uh, I'll take Penn State minus nine. The confidence level there is like a six or a seven out of ten because I know in the back of my mind Pittsburgh can play um, close. I mean, if Appalachian State could play close, they can do it as well. But uh, right, right. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there. I think Penn State is the right pick. McSorley didn't play extremely well. He didn't throw his first touchdown until the final minutes of the fourth quarter, but. I mean, you can put up 45 points without your best player really doing too much. That's good enough for me. I think they'll win this one by double digits. They've got to come out and look better. They were atrocious pretty much everywhere on the field last week and frankly lucky that they didn't lose that game. They gave up 28 points in the fourth quarter to go down. They were up. They they went down at that point, needed a last-minute drive to come back and tie the game. Okay, there are two games. First of all, thank you. 
second of all, there's two games that I really need your opinion on, just you know, for you to stay on on brand with your gambling here. So the two yep. games I need your opinion on are the Navy Memphis over of sixty eight, and mm-hmm. then Ohio State is minus thirty five at home against Rutgers. Need them both. I love it. You're teeing me up here. I'm all over the over on Memphis Navy. I think Memphis is better this year than they were last year, and that's after losing second-round pick Anthony Miller to the Chicago Bears. They're going to score a ton of points. Navy just gave up 59 to Hawaii, who is a lesser opponent than Memphis is, but they also scored 41. The offense looks okay. They got they got it going later in the game when they really needed to. They did show a little bit of a passing attack, which is more than I expected out of Navy, but I love that over. I also am all over the Buckeyes minus 35 against Rutger. It this is this is a bloodbath. This might be similar to when Michigan dropped 79 points on Rutgers. I think that's how bad this one could be. Oh, wow. I think Oregon State is better than Rutgers. <laughs> and it's it's you know, it's one of those games play angry. Dwayne Haskins looked really good. I think he's just going to improve. Week over week, and the defense has got to be pissed off. They gave up 31 points to Oregon State. There's no way they give up double digits to Rutgers. All over that. One line that I don't know why it's speaking to me, and as an Illini guy, you know, it's 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 hard to admit. Uh, Northwestern minus three at home to Duke. Hmm. That's Duke just... looked pretty good, albeit it was against Army. The defense, their defense is good. The offense is a little questionable. I also am not convinced in North, like convinced that Northwestern is a good team yet. I, I, I don't have an opinion either way. That's one I'd stay away from until I see Northwestern for a couple weeks because that is the most Jekyll and Hyde team in all of college football. Yeah, that's very true. Um, just for some reason, them at home and yeah, and then another line I like a lot I don't know like a lot the over of 64 and a half in the Oklahoma UCLA game UCLA game is speaking to me uh Oklahoma looks yeah. prolific and we know Chip Kelly can uh, uh might be able to will his team to you know three or four scores in the game like this even if it's um not going to be close but uh right now UCLA it opened at plus they opened plus 25 the Bruins are now plus 30 um I'm not going to bet that spread. Um, I am. You, know, you are? Oh, yeah. You, it's got to be Oklahoma. All, all over the Sooners. Not going to be wrong twice in a row. Kyler Murray looked ridiculous. That defense, though. Rodney Anderson touched the ball. I'm going to talk the offense real quick, and then I'll go to the defense momentarily. Rodney Anderson touched the ball five times, had 100 yards in a score. Sermon touched the ball, I believe, six times, had almost 100 yards in a score. Hollywood Brown had over 150 yards receiving and the starters barely even played in that game. Kyler Murray threw the ball eight or nine times for 200 yards and the defense just absolutely shut down one of the best running backs in college football. So I'm all over the Sooners minus 30. All right. Anything else? In case people forgot, UCLA just lost to Cincinnati at home. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Didn't really think about that one. I was thinking more of the over in that game, but yes. Um, I like the over too. I think oh, Oklahoma can get there on their own. Oh, come on. They're, they're not going to hit 65. That would be patently absurd. 
I think they can. They could, yeah. All we need is a couple scores. But yeah, I'm all over. Give me the give me the You know what? I fucked up, Brian. We have a we have a slight adjustment we need to make to our show. Let's hear it. Um I looked at what the line opened at with Wyoming, Missouri. It is still fifty-two. Oh, beautiful. Jump on that immediately. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Um, yes. At fifty-two, put it in everything you got, any teaser you got, bet it straight up. Just um yeah, I really, 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 really like this one. That's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be a money making machine. Missouri, Wyoming. If you have to make one bet this week, just put it on the over. I'm go- that's my lock of the week is involving Wyoming. A second game in a row, I think they're gonna lose in a high scoring affair. But uh, so Wyoming overs are, are becoming the new Navy overs, probably because their defense sucks. But whatever. That, that could be it. I'm uh, gonna do Iowa minus four against Iowa State real oh, quick. Okay. Um, Iowa has covered for the last six times they played Iowa State at home by double digits. Just a nice little tidbit there. A team that knows they can do it. Minus four seems like a good line. I do like Kyle Kemp and Montgomery for Iowa State, but they didn't play it all last week. So we'll we'll call it as it is. This is their first game. Iowa already played, shook the rust off a little bit. Buffalo Temple over 51. Tyree Jackson is an absolute baller for Buffalo. He threw six touchdown passes last week. I think he can do something very similar. Temple lost to Villanova, FCS Villanova, not the basketball team, but they have a football team at home. Uh, Ball State plus 35 against Notre Dame. This is a classic Notre Dame letdown game. They're going to win, but it's not going to be by as much as they should. Wisconsin, New Mexico, under 61, hammering that line. Wisconsin's offense did not show me anything that said that they are capable of putting up 50-plus points on an opponent. Sure enough, this week they'll do it, but I don't think New Mexico scores more than seven points. Uh, Mississippi State, minus 8.5 against Kansas State. Kansas State barely survived against South Dakota at home. Mississippi State gets their starting quarterback, Nick Nick Fitzgerald, back, and they have an SEC-quality defense. I think that's an easy one. And Hawaii over. I'm doing it. I'm I'm all in on the Hawaii overs this year. They're playing Rice, who barely beat Prairie View at home. Over 71. That's my card in college football. Oh, wow. Brian, you're just – there's a lot of shit you're throwing at the wall, man. I hope it sticks. (laughs) We'll see. And, And the lock of the week is the Buffalo Temple over. Buffalo yes, Temple. Uh, yes, over 51. Did you already go through it, or can you explain again why it's your lock, though? Why, yeah, why are you Ty- supreme? Tyree Jackson had six touchdown passes last week. He's only going to get better as the season goes on. Temple lost to Villanova. I think that's, you know, as easy as it gets. Okay. Let's shift it over to the NFL. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. So, weekly – I've been doing for the last two years a blog post at letmebefrankblog.com showing my gambling escapades through the NFL, mostly using spreads occasionally with the over, but five bets every week, one unit every bet, you know, throw it out every Thursday before the Thursday game, and then we'll go from there. So I've got five this week. Nick, I know you've got a few, but we'll – Let's just open. I'll, I'll throw out a couple of games I've got, and then you run through yours. New England, minus six and a half against Houston. 
This was a tough one because I think a lot of people like the Texans. I am a firm believer in the Brady Belichick Portnoy group. They always find ways to win. I know that it was a three point game last season with Deshaun Watson at quarterback for the Texans and that he'll be back. However, he's coming off a knee injury and it's not his first. I also think that the Patriots got better defensively this offseason. So I'm going with New England minus six and a half. Did you pick this one or where are you standing on this? I'm just going to be on the record as saying none of my bets have been placed anywhere yet, but you know where I'm leaning on a lot of stuff. Um, Right. I fully anticipate betting on New England here. Uh, I just think they're going to come out motivated after the um, Super Bowl loss. It's in Foxborough. Um, Brady and Belichick have been getting a lot of shit this offseason. And, you know, oh, is Brady going to retire soon? And, oh, you know. You guys lost to fucking Nick Foles and Belichick sat Malcolm Butler, this, that, and the other thing. Deshaun Watson's coming off a knee injury. New England's going to come out. They're going to put up some points at home in Foxborough. They'll have enough defense to get by. I'm looking at a minus six right now. I I definitely think they win by a touchdown. Throw them in any teaser you got. Let's get it going. There you go. Yep. New England all day. All right. I've got. I've also got New Orleans minus nine and a half Oh yeah. the Bucks. Right. Love that line. Absolutely. Fucking. There's they, no. There's no Jameis. They're going to be. It's yeah. horrible. No Jameis. The offense. They lost their running back. I don't know what they really have going on in Tampa. Other than getting Dirk Cutter fired. The defense was terrible last year. I don't think they're going to be any better this year. I mean. Mike Evans is great. Fairness, but he has no one. In fairness. They have Cameron Brait. Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans, but I don't know who the hell's going to get on the ball. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's not, there's no, I just don't see any way, even with Mark Ingram suspended, the Saints defense is really good and their offense is obviously very good. It's been their calling card for the past decade with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Alvin Kamara is going to have a big game. Drew Brees is going to have a big game. I think they win this one by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm all in on New Orleans in that game. Um, Tampa Bay is incredibly shitty as it is and incredibly shitty without Janus Winston. So um, the Bucks are going to get fucked. How about that? There, there you go. They're gonna there you get, go. Nice they're run. Gonna, they're going to get messed up. Um, I'm going to jump in here. Yeah. Give me the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers. America's darling, the Cleveland Browns, hard knocks own, plus four and a half at home. I am still not buying that Le'Veon Bell isn't going to just show up for this game. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I don't know what to make of the situation. It's, like he, it's not bad. I see his reasons, but I also see the reasons for not paying him. And James Conner's not bad. He's not a bad backup. Yeah. Pit, pit product. I mean, do we really think Tyrod Taylor is going to get in a shootout with Ben Roethlisberger and win this thing? Do we actually I don't think, think it's going to be a shootout. I think um, both defenses are pretty good. I think the Steelers have the better team overall, absolutely. But Pittsburgh, I don't think it's money line of out. minus 215 has a lot of parlay potential. That You can take another game and get that shit to even money real fast mm-hmm. um, or go you know, in the pluses of uh, that. Another game I really like, though, is uh, it's kind of an interesting pick, and it's not the sexiest matchup in the in – the, uh, in the NFL, but it's a game I totally have my eye on. And I just totally have my eye on this game is 
Cincinnati plus two and a half Mm -hmm. at Indianapolis is criminal. Absolutely criminal. The Bengals have one of the best front sevens in all football. Their pass rush is legitimately elite. The Andrew Luck's first game back, he has still has no offensive line. Quentin Nelson by himself doesn't fix all five units of that offense. Right. Marlon Mack's health is a big-time question mark. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Dalton, A.J. Green, I think they might put up some points, you know. So, um, I, I really – plus 125, plus 2.5. There's my first upset of the week right there is I think Cincinnati can go into a dome – and throw the ball around, and they can get after Andrew Luck. And uh, I, quite to be quite honest, I don't think that Indy's run game, pass game, offensive line is anything to fear right now. They've got so many holes in Indianapolis. Like getting Andrew Luck back is great, but it doesn't solve any issues. Honestly, it might hurt them because he's probably going to win them a couple more games than they would otherwise. Right. I'm just, I, not, just not sold that his first game back there. There, he's going to be able to. Right against a good front seven. I mean, the Bengals have a very, very good defensive line. So, uh, And what happens if he gets hit? I mean, yeah, he just he just crumbles. So, Yeah. I do have an upset pick. I only have one this week, but it's Washington plus one at Arizona. Wow. Sam Bradford, I have no idea what to make of him. He was supposedly healthy last year and then missed the entire rest of the season with a knee injury. He is okay when he's healthy. David Johnson is back, sure, but I think Alex Smith and that offense, AP now in the mix, it's his revenge game. I think they win that one by a field goal. Yeah, and you know what? Just honestly, this whole week, I don't think these are that sexy of matchups to no, start the year. It, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, week one and week two are always the toughest of the season because the NFL, more than any other league, you just have no idea what these teams are going to look like. Even if, because... I wasn't, even if I wasn't gambling, like, honestly, the two right. night games are the best ones. What, you know, Green Bay, Chicago is going to be a good game now, especially with Khalil mm-hmm. Mack in the fold. And, um, un- you know, the game, it hasn't started yet, but unfortunately we can't give you a line in time. Um, but for the Thursday night opener, um, Eagles banner night, you know, that's it's a toss-up game uh, between them and Atlanta, playoff rematch of last year, wild-card weekend. So, uh, yeah, those are the – I mean, just from even from a watcher's perspective, I mean, Tennessee-Miami, Cincinnati-Indy, Buffalo-Baltimore. I mean, ugh. I'm, these Washington-Arizona, Seattle-Denver, Jets-Lions. I mean, Jesus. I mean, it's just yeah. – it's good, it's good the NFL's back, and you got to gamble it just to gamble on it. But, God – the, this slate of games really sucks. Yeah, it's it's nothing to write home about. I've got two more left on my card. I don't know what you've got. Did you take the Rams? We didn't script this. I did not take the Rams. Okay. There's a lot of people down on Oakland now that with they don't trust Gruden and, you know, Khalil Mack leaving mm-hmm. and they think, you know, L.A. is going to roll in there. And But, yeah, tell me who you got. My last two games, I've got Minnesota minus six and a half over everyone's darling, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. Minnesota is the best team in the NFC. They've got the best defense in the NFL. And I actually like Kirk Cousins. They've also got Dalvin Cook back, who would have been the rookie of the year had he not gotten hurt. So I love the Vikings. I think they're the best team, not named New England, in the entire league. 
and they could very wow. well convince me that they are the best team in the league in a couple weeks. So I love that one, and I've got Dallas Carolina over. I think this is the Cam Newton bounce-back season that we've been waiting for. I also think that Dallas always finds ways to score points no matter how well they're, how well or poorly they're playing. No Jason Witten obviously hurts. The receiving core is kind of up in the air for Dallas, but Zeke is still there, and Dak has he's never really played extremely poorly. We haven't seen him play in just an outright terrible game yet. All right, I got one more pick. Give me Seattle in the altitude plus three. Wow. At Denver. Denver. Wow. There are a lot of people down on Seattle, rightfully so. Um, And, you know, the defense isn't what it was. Um, But I just think with Russell Wilson and enough weapons on offense with Baldwin and Chris Carson potentially having a good game and the lack of explosiveness out of the Denver offense – I definitely think this is poised to be an ugly, low-scoring game. Vegas definitely thinks it's going to be low-scoring it with an over-under of 42.5, but I think there's a lot of value in Seattle plus 3 and plus 135. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's that's another one of those tough ones. Everyone's talking so down on Seattle that I don't know what to think of them. But what is that? It's Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, though. Like, they just win. That's what they do. Yeah, and I think – you know, it might not be there. I mean, the Rams might be finished better than them. The Niners might finish better than them. They'll finish better than Arizona. But I, I just I have a hard time seeing them, Denver, you know, waltzing by them. I really do. Yeah. I, I, that's all I've got. I don't know if you've got anything else. I think that's a wrap, man. I think uh, that's about it. And uh, also one thing I forgot going back to college I forgot to mention is uh, – my damn line I failed to cover against Kent State, so that was another uh, L I took mm-hmm. that I forgot to mention. Uh, and there's some rumors. There's no lines out yet, but if you go on Odd Shark, um, they were projecting at the moment. They have a calculator that creates, you know, future outcome predictions, and it's saying right. Western Illinois in Champaign, nineteen point six to fifteen win. So this That's thing, wild. If you, think, if you round it up, they're basically saying the Leathernecks are going to roll into Champagne. FCS Western Illinois is going to roll into Champagne and win that game by four or five points. So five, we'll call it five because that's rounding up. But, uh, yeah, um, as an Illini guy, I'm down on them after the performance. But I, if this line comes out and they're anticipating it being competitive, just out of – Pride, you know, just out of pride, I'm taking Illinois. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to. It's one of those things where it's put up or shut up. Like, you've got to represent. Yeah, if they come out with some stupid line like Illinois minus three at home against an FCS team, then I'm going to fucking hammer it. And, you know, it'll be a double whammy because if my school loses to Western Illinois and I lose like 100 bucks or something, then Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a a nice double whammy. But, uh, I mean, yeah. just the fact that Odd Shark has it like that, that it's weird. They're predicting them at a Big Ten school to lose at home to an FCS school. I mean, that's pretty interesting. You don't see that very often, yeah. no matter who the teams are involved. Um, you absolutely do not. There's one game to keep an eye on. The FCS, FBS lines usually come out like 24 hours-ish before the games. Uh, North Texas, I can't remember who they're playing, but they've got one of the best – quarterbacks in the country mason fine they scored 40 some points 
in the by the third quarter last week. Watch out for that line. If it's anything under 30, I love it. Okay. But other than that, that's all we've got for this week. Be sure to check us out at letmebefrankblog.com. Subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, and we will be back next week. Please.